Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Since 1934, American Dry Cleaner magazine has been the industry's number one magazine. I've been the American Dry Cleaner editor for the past three years and I'm in my 37th year in publishing. Today, we'll be talking about insurance for dry cleaners. We'll learn all the ins and outs of coverages, claims, and commonly asked questions. And joining us today is Ann Hawkins, Vice President at NIE Insurance. And they were formed over 100 years ago by dry cleaners for dry cleaners, as they say on their website. And that's a business that's been around since 1915. And they're insurers for thousands of dry cleaners and coin laundry in 33 states. And they're owned by their own policyholders. Ann has been with that company since 1982, which is very interesting. And I know in talking with Ann, she's visited many dry cleaning owners who have had losses. So she has a lot of experience talking with dry cleaners. So let's get to it. I'm very happy to have Ann here. And welcome to the podcast. Hello, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, the first question on my mind when I thought about talking with you about insurance is, what is the most commonly asked question from a dry cleaning owner uh, about insurance? Well, I think um, we have to categorize that into whether the person is new in business or looking for a competitive quote or if he's a renewal. If he's new in business, the most commonly asked question is, what do I need? Tell me everything I need. I don't want to miss out on anything. Um, if he's looking for a competitive quote, his question is, can you give me an apples-to-apples apples competitive quote and beat the person that I'm with right now? And if it's a renewal, usually we're the ones asking the questions, or, you, or your agent should be the one asking you the questions about your insurance and whether or not you have enough. Yeah, I see there's a distinction there about uh, depending on who comes to you, which type of customer comes to you. Second question, um, when our listeners who are dry cleaning owners think of insurance at their dry cleaning business, what do you see are their biggest needs? Well, of course, Bailey for the customer's clothing. Um, oddly enough, some people have never heard that word. And when we uh, say that word, they're unfamiliar with it, something called personal property of others. So that the so, word was Bailey, am I getting that right? Bailey, mm-hmm. And what is that again? That's the coverage for the clothing. I see, coverage for the clothing. Uh, so that's really their single biggest need. That's their single biggest need uh, that's different from any other Main Street business. In your experience, do dry cleaning owners put insurance high enough up on their priority list? Obviously, they have a lot of things on their minds. Their their lease or their rent or mortgage is, is big. Their employees, obviously, big. Where does insurance fall in that ranking of, uh, of their, um, you know, priorities? Well, it's funny because it kind of goes back to your first question. There are the different statuses of a dry cleaner. And if a dry cleaner is just opening up, just buying a location, it's number one on his list. It's top priority because banks need insurance and landlords need insurance. And so this is something that is top on their list. Um, if they are 
looking for a competitive quote again. You know, if they're happy with the carrier they have, it's it's probably pretty low on their list. It's probably not where it should be. If they're a renewal, they should mainly rely on their agent to help them through the renewal process to let them know what they need. So at renewal time, way before renewal time, put the thought in their head that it's time to review your insurance. Yes, yeah, certainly. So the new guy, it's very important. The renewal, not so important until you call him. Right. right. Are there steps a dry cleaning owner can take or, or should take to make sure they have enough insurance coverage? Yes, there are. As a matter of fact, um, there are. you can do replacement cost surveys on your equipment, and that would involve taking the cost of every piece of equipment that you have, figuring out what it costs new, not what it costs when you bought it. You might have bought it used. You want to cover it for new because you want to cover the worst-case scenario, right? which would be a, a fire or a tornado or something like that. So you need to evaluate that, and in that evaluation, you need to add in delivery and, and installation charges because those are very high expenses, and they're covered under your personal property limit. Now, on the building side, you can have a building replacement cost survey done. That's a lot easier. There's nothing you need to, uh, the customer needs to do. The insurance company should be able to do that for him with with no trouble at all. So in other words, uh, just so I'm hearing this right and our listeners are hearing this right, if a dry cleaner is wanting to take these steps to make sure they have enough coverage, they're contacting an insurance company and they're going through these steps and you guys are helping them and you're kind of running the show to make sure, pointing out all these different things and making sure that they're aware of it and that they have these options for coverage. That's correct. Okay, I understand. Um, next question, is there anything special regarding claims when dry cleaning owners have to go make a claim? Anything special they should be aware of? Well, um, the number one thing is make that claim immediately. Even if you don't know that it's going to be a claim, call immediately because late notice is a big problem for insurance companies. They do not like to be informed late in the game. So this is the common one. If you have somebody fall down out in front of your store and um, and they get up and get in their car and drive away, that looks like it's going to be nothing. But, you know, tomorrow it's going to be something. So call and let your insurance company know that that incident occurred, no matter how small it is. And then the, the insurance company can immediately like ask you if you have any videos or, you know, go through the steps that they need to take. Of course, if you have uh, a burglary or a fire or something like that, those are things that you need to cooperate with the adjuster on. Also, people tend to, uh, not on the liability claims, but on the property claims, they tend to want to get a public adjuster sometimes because they think they're going to get more money from the claim if they get a public adjuster. That's not true because they have to pay that public adjuster and they're going to end up getting the same amount of money that they would have if they had never hired him. I'm sorry, just for a clarification for our listeners, the, the property claim is something 
a piece of equipment or a fire or something with the property and then a personal liability that's somebody falling or would that also be an employee something with an um, employee or is that a whole different employees thing? should be under workers compensation okay so that's a different area as well correct um f- about that and and if somebody goes in is that also one of those steps where they're trying to make sure they have enough insurance coverage is that employee side of things also something that they would have you know, be looked at and and make sure there's enough coverage there? On the workers' compensation? Yeah. Um, they, they have a pretty standard policy. The only thing they can change on it would really be um, they can have increased limits. They can go up to a million dollars, but that is that part of the policy is not the work comp. That's employer's liability, which is included in the work comp policy, but that's for a lawsuit from the employee against the uh, the owner. I see. Um, next question. Have you um, ever been surprised, in a, in a good way, of course, uh, by something that's come up while you're developing the coverages, you know, the program with a dry cleaning owner? Can you share a, a story, a quick story of something that maybe, uh, you know, somebody wanted something different with their coverage or just anything that sticks out in your mind uh, like that? Well, I just recently was working to put together a program for somebody who was buying a business. And I had to work with the National Flood Insurance Program. And I was surprised at how cordial and nice and easy it was to work with them when you have the correct documents. <laughs> uh, we needed a, an elevation certificate, and that was it was a little difficult to get that, but we did. And... I hadn't worked with them before. I had gotten flood insurance through another company, but this had to go through the National Flood Insurance Program. And it was very nice, and the people were, they were all wonderful to work with. The insured was wonderful to work with. He was so appreciative, um, and he, we got him the gamut of insurance, got him workers' compensation, auto, and flood, and... He seemed to be very grateful, and I was thrilled. <laughs> very interesting. Uh, w- last question today. Uh, what areas in the near future in dry cleaning do you see growing where insurance will be needed? Maybe there's something with routes and drivers or, or tech. There's a lot in tech. Well, there are definitely a lot more routes, uh, a lot of pickup and delivery. Um, there's a lot more laundry because of the nature of the clothing now, if you uh, your dry cleaner now has mainly very expensive clothing in it because there's so much that can be washed. Right. So when we get uh, a claim, a Bailey claim, a claim on clothing, it's usually going to be very expensive because that's the type of clothing that's going to the cleaners now. So what they're doing also is a lot. More laundry, a lot of laundry. People want convenience in their lives. This is the age of convenience, so they don't want to do it themselves. They drop off their bundles of laundry, and dry cleaners are are doing that service much more than they used to. Um, as far as tech goes, I have I think that as we go along, equipment is going to be become more and more automated. I mean, it's you know it's constantly just like every other industry improving its automation 
And so those pieces of equipment that people are operating now, once they become more automated, right. they are going to be yeah. more expensive. Right. Yes. Yes. And they're going to need to be insured, and we're going to need to understand them. And one other little thing that I, I, I heard about, and I don't know how common this is, but this was a very big dry cleaner. He was putting chips in the collars of shirts. So that's becoming more common, I think. So if, if it's been washed 25 times and the person complains, they can say, well, we've washed this shirt 25 times. It's getting very old. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And, and I assume that kind of thing would factor into any sort of claim as well that would be maybe brought up. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. If the shirt is old, it's not going to be worth as much. Right, and that'll, that will prove it out. Well, uh, I think we'll wrap it up here, Anne, and, and let you go. Uh, very thankful that you've been with us today on the American Drag Cleaner podcast. Thank you very much for sharing your information about insurance for dry cleaners, and uh, thank you very much for being here on the podcast. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for your time today and for being with us here on the American Dry Cleaner podcast. The American Dry Cleaner podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest fabric care industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon. Music